Welcome to the People versus Inequality podcast. In a time of crisis and fast change, this podcast is a space to reflect and learn with changemakers on how to tackle inequality. This short episode is part of our special series on emergent agency in a time of COVID, for which we teamed up with Oxfam. We highlight the stories of four changemakers that responded to the pandemic in new and innovative ways, from social entrepreneurs to organizers and movement leaders. What did they see, do, and learn in these past two years? How did they adapt? And what does this tell us about how to move forward? My name is Barbara van Passe, and I'm happy you joined us for this short episode, which is really to give our non-Spanish speaking listeners a chance to hear about the incredible story of Dina Sanchez. She featured in episode two of this series. Dina is the deputy secretary of the Informal Workers Union, UTEP, and national spokesperson of the Frente Popular, Dario Santillan two social movements who played an important role in, inf in supporting informal workers, women, and Argentina's urban poor during the toughest times of the pandemic. In the episode with her, we asked about the challenges they faced, how they organized themselves, and what she learned along the way. And because we think her story is so important and inspiring, we asked Francisco Longa, a friend of Dina, as an expert on social movements, to join us for a quick chat about how women and movements have been organizing in Argentina. So please grab a coffee or tea and listen in on this short conversation. Welcome, Francisco. Thank you so much. I'm very glad to be here with you. I really appreciate your joining us. As you were the one telling us, we should really speak to Dina for this Emergent Agency series. And you were totally right. But before we dive into her story, maybe you can just say very briefly who you are and how you're connected to Dina. Absolutely. Well, I'm Francisco Longa. I'm a political science national research council here in Argentina. For more than 15 years, I've been analyzing the experience of social movements in Argentina in relation to their strategies in the States. And I know Dina because in addition to my academic work, I collaborate in various aspects with the Frente Popular Darío Santillán and with the UTEP, this trade union you were mentioning. Well, Dina, it's a very good, very important reference of what we call the popular economy sector. So I know her in that way. And as you say, this is a sector that faced many challenges during the pandemic. Let's dive into that immediately. What are some of those challenges that the sector faced and how have you seen the movements responding? What stands out for you? Okay, I think that we must say that the pandemic worsened a situation that was already very bad. In Argentina, 55% of minors are poor. Uh, the situation in slums, it's alarming. I mean, lack of drinking water, lack of an adequate education, and families in general do not have stable jobs. They don't have a fixed income. So they have to go out every day to the streets to get some occasional job. All this was forbidden during the pandemic because in Argentina, the government dictated a very early and strict confinement. That was a very good health strategy, but people couldn't go out of their homes to get an income. So the government gave some sum of money to unemployed people, but this was absolutely insufficient. So they had to face this reality, and in some way they had to improvise and reinvent themselves on the fly. The social movements faced the pandemic on the front line, assisting their neighbors with food, with alcohol, with cleansing chin straps. They have to implement 
shift in, in the small groups of people to reduce the risk of contagion, all dealing at the same time with the stress of a pandemic for which there was no remedy or vaccine. But I would like to point out something. This is a very particular novel aspect of social movements in Argentina. They now are all terrain movements. I mean, at the same time that they were assisting in the social terrain, in their slums, in the neighborhoods, at the same time, they were carrying out disputing the gaps in the government. Uh, today, social movements have officials in some ministry. They have a group of seven deputies that come from social movements. So they did at the same time an all-terrain action. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And when I spoke to Dina, I mean, the, just the extent of the challenges, but also the work that they did really stood out. I mean, they really saved lives and at the same time often are not recognized for doing all that work and face additional barriers in the way it is communicated about them in media or how governments are, are dealing with the areas that they live in. So I think what you're saying around also balancing or combining those very urgent, immediate needs and at the same time doing that political long-term work, including the whole communication of what's happening. It's a balancing act and it's very impressive how they've managed it. And what also stood out in Dina's story, I think how women were really carrying a lot of the work and risking their lives in the process even. Is there something you would like to share on, you know, what stood out for you in terms of also Dina's personal story as something we discussed is also that the personal is political and how you know, how these things came together during the pandemic? Well, yes, Dina's story, it's a very complex story. It's the story of many women of Argentina or who came to Argentina. She's a migrant. It's a people who come from a very poor and difficult situation. And she managed to be a leader, a trade union leader. This is especially difficult in the trade unionism world, that it's very masculine world, you know, and it, it's a world of the traditional kind of jobs, of work. This has innovation in many aspects. The popular economy, it's a new kind of work. It has to be, it, it, it is related to cooperativism, to solidarity, to people who cannot accede to a formal and traditional work. and on the other hand, she's a woman. And so she had to, to do many, many efforts to gain space in, in the high line of the trade unionist world. And now she's a referent of this. She's a very well-known person in Argentina. And I think what Dina did during the pandemic and what she's doing right now and what social movements are doing daily in Argentina taught us many lessons. I mean, during the pandemic, they have shown that solidarity is key in difficult times, uh, that no one is safe alone. And yeah. that is, it is the community that can provide creative and supportive responses to the unexpected and to critical situations like the pandemic. I think this is a great lesson to counteract the discourses of hate and individualism 
proposed by, by the extreme right in the world. You were saying what media says. Well, in Argentina, social movements have to face the demonization from media there in the channels, in the television, in the newspaper, all the time saying that people in social movements, they don't work, they bother the other people because their main strategy of protest is going to the streets, doing mobilization. So they have to face and to counteract these discourses is very important and has to do with feminism and with the women. The movements also show the importance of care work, caring for children, caring for the elderly, which have a very high hidden economic cost. You know, market does not pay for the caring of children, the elderly, but women do this uh, and daily and in our society. And thanks to the movements, mainly the feminism, they have been making visible gender inequalities in caregiving tasks. Uh, and I think that now some progress is being made. For example, in Argentina, the government recently decided that women who have children should be recognized for one year of pension contribution for each child they have, they have had through their lives. Mm. This is something new. This didn't exist in Argentina. And it was thanks to the social movement, to the feminists that were pushing the government to recognize the caregiving task and the child caring along their lives. Yeah, that's really good to hear. And this aspect of the care work and the need to recognize and support uh, the need for better child care, et cetera, came up a lot in, in the conversation I had with Dina. And she also emphasized that there are other opportunities out there, like uh, they're trying to push for um, a universal basic income, for example, which has really gained traction now. I was wondering, and I thank you for sharing the lessons. I think they're really valuable. Where do the movements stand now and, and what is next in this period of partly recovering, but also still facing impacts and, and the pandemic is not over yet, right? Well, as you said, I think movements now has very important goals. They had very important achievements, but they have most important goals for the future. And one is this of the universal income. They are elaborating this bill for getting a law that recognize a universal income for every people who is unemployed or for whose income is lower than the minimum wage. So this would be a very important success of the social movement, but it's a very difficult task and they are organizing. And in this, in this kind of goals, you can see all the richest complexity of the all-terrain action of social movements because they are elaborating this law uh, with a very technical and sophisticated aspect with people who is training in the administrative aspects of the law, but they're also going to the streets, mobilizing, because they know that every achievement is conquered in the streets. I think Dina talks about this all the time. She always says that we know that everything we get, we get it in the street, in the yeah. fight, in the struggles. And at the same time, they also know that to get this kind of big 
uh, like public policy goes, you have to do some lobbying. You mm -hmm. have to to do this this kind of of lobbying in the national congress with different political parties. So this is where you can see this altering action, you know, yeah. moving in different spheres, in the political one, in the streets, in the slums, in the technical aspect of, of redacting a law. And I think these are the goals that they face in the future. Yeah, thank you for laying that out so well. And, and that inside-outside strategies, I think, is always so important. You mentioned that they're going back to the street, and that is, of course, something that wasn't possible really during the peaks of the pandemic. So Dina also mentioned that, you know, being able to go back to the street was so important to them. And I actually spoke to her on the 8th of March, which is of course a day for women and feminists to be together, to stand together and to call for that recognition. That must be a relief to be able to go back to the streets for the movements. Absolutely. We have a very mobilized society here in Argentina, but social movements, they were disposed of their main weapon during the pandemic because they couldn't go to the street because they have to take care of themselves, not only because the government didn't allow this kind of mobilization because of the restrictions of the pandemic, of the confinement, but because of taking care of their members, I mean, going mm. to a massive mobilization was was very risky yeah. in the peak of the circulation of the virus. So it was very difficult because they had to ask for the government for more help, for more food, for assistance uh, issues to do the health care in the slums, but they couldn't go to the street, but they managed it. To do it and this is very important because they are also incorporating all the social media weapons yeah. i mean dina uh, has their twitter account and in all the social uh, webs they managed to visibilize what they were doing in the slums and and talking to the government and to the opposition and to the power sectors saying look this is what we are doing uh, posting photographs and videos in Instagram, in Twitter, in Facebook. I mean, in the middle of the pandemic, look, we're taking care of the people. We need more food. And this was in some in some way was uh, helping that their message could reach. They also learned all, even the marketing of, of social media aspects to show their message with more impact. They are using in a in the most professionalized way the social webs like Twitter or Instagram to show their message. At the same time, they are of course doing mobilizations and demonstration in the streets. That's really interesting, and I think something that I mean really stood out for me also from uh, Dina's story. And you mentioned the lessons is that she said, you know, we need to recognize what our sector is doing. We are a sector that has the common good at the center, that is not just profit-oriented, who really provides us with something that we cannot find anywhere else. And she also said that, yeah, my story is like, there are thousands story like mine, you know, women of all backgrounds doing the work of the state. So really this recognition of, I think, not only of women's unpaid work, but also of the important role of social movements and how they adapt to the toughest of circumstances to me, is such an important story to tell. 
And uh, I'm, I'm glad we had the chance to do that. Um, so, so thank you, of course, to Dina. Thank you for being with us here today and making sure we cover this story in this Emergent Agency series. No, thank you. We are very grateful for visibilizing this reality of the south of the south. We are, we are very far from the global north. And in the pandemic, social movements and people like Dina this amazing distress of death of the pandemic at the same time that assisting with solidarity to their neighbors. So this must be told, these histories must be heard. Um, I know that Dina's history is uh, worth solidarity in front of their own benefit. So thank you so much for, for doing this podcast and for, for telling the history of social movements in Argentina to Oxfam and all the people involved in this project. Yeah, thank you. And I, I also said to Dina that I think from here, I'm sitting in Europe, there are many of us looking with admiration and respect to the work of social movements in Argentina and in the whole of Latin America, really. There's so much to learn for all of us there. And I think that story of solidarity is particularly needed today. So um, thanks again and good luck also on your work. Thank you so much. Until next time. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. If you enjoyed the conversation, please subscribe, leave a review, and share with others as it will greatly help this conversation grow. And if you want to learn more about Dina's or Francisco's work or about Oxfam's Emergent Agency project, please check out the resources from today's show notes. Watch this space for more episodes coming up. Ciao!